Sliced Bread. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Sliced Bread Podcast, where we give you your daily slice of life. I am your host, Gary. And on today's episode, we have on the panel your boy, Lenny. Your local boy. Nice. We got the man with the cuts, Chris. I'm Chris, and I absolutely love Rice Krispies. <laughs> he absolutely does. And then the man that keeps us sounding slick like butter on toast, the sound guy. Oh, yeah. And last, and certainly not least, Bob. Not the builder. We don't build things up. We break them down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's break bread and get into today's episode. So we're going to give it to Bob to Bobby Things. Okay, guys, we talking spending habits. So the most important thing about spending habits is what do you spend it on? So what do we spend most of our money on a daily basis? And how does this affect our overall budget as young working people? Talk to me, Lenny. Let me know. What do I spend my money on? Yes, to an extent. Where does the majority of your budget go to? I would say cars. Hey! Car, car, cars. Okay, I okay. Cars. I thought as much. Car, petrol, groceries, rent. Um, and then there's some additional items like books. Spend way too much money on books. Okay. Starting okay. a nice library of my own. Mm-hmm. But those are the main causes. Fortunately for me, I don't spend... My um, hard-earned money on strippers and cocaine, but some of us do. (laughs) No, um, but the thing about that is, um, how would you categorize your income? You mean, what is meant for all those aspects like cars? Um, Yeah, I would say probably... Give me a split. Give me percentage of splits. I want to know this, Lenny. Talk to me. Let me say, I would love to say that 50% goes on it. 50% of it goes to basic needs. Is it? Which... Probably doesn't. Um, <laughs> you, said, you said you'd like to say. I'd like to say. I'd like to say that. I love the um, honesty. I appreciate it. But yeah, I probably spend more money on things that I like that I'd like to have, mm-hmm. and less money on things that I need. Look, obviously, I spend a great amount on those things that I have to pay off before the tax man or like people will come running after me. But I probably spend way too much money on things that I would like to have and do not need. Okay, that's interesting. Talk to me, Chris. What is yours? First of all, to all auditors out there, my record is clean, so please don't come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would say just, um, as Lenny said, just the basic things, you know, petrol, food, more petrol. <laughs> uh, more petrol and just uh, daily essentials as well. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, um, for, you know your, your toiletries, perhaps. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you buy clothes? that in bulk or do you buy that only when needed? Only when needed. Okay. Yes. To add, I buy in bulk. Yes, but to, to, to further what you are asking there, Bobby, is that I would say that um, I, feel like, uh, I feel like a lot of my, my money has to go to oblig- obli- obligations. Obligations, yes. Mm. Thank you so much. For, your, for example, your rent. Yes. yes. And then what really irks me, but I know it's necessary, is that annuity pay, that debit order that comes in. <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm not going to feel that for so many years, Bob. I'll tell you why yeah. you I'm should. not going to feel that. I'll and make you feel better about it, don't worry. <laughs> and then as well, there's, there's medical aid as well. That's another thing. Ah. Mm-hmm. So interesting, Bob, I don't have a medical aid, but what I've done is I've had, to, I've had to start myself a personal medical aid fund where I literally send a portion of money aside in case, you know, some, something yeah. would happen here. Yeah. Uh, the thing about that, Chris, is I really do advise you to get on a medical aid. Not because I've always had the theory that you could absolutely make more money if you did it exactly how you're doing it. But uh, 
when you're in that position where you need medical aid, yeah, you need it, my friend, because the hospitals and the way they operate won't take your private money. That, if you don't have medical aid, they'll send you to public hospital. And they, I'm telling you now, you do not want to be in that position where mm-hmm. you would pay out of your pocket for public hospital service. <laughs> Gary, talk to me. What is your spending habits? Mine? Where do you spend the majority of your money? Strippers and coke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How do you build a nation, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> no, nah, joking. The honesty. Jokes, jokes. No, nah, nah, just joking, guys. Um, no, my, most of my money goes into petrol, comes okay. into rent, comes electricity, life policies, and also gym contracts as well. Okay, interesting. Because life policy is quite an interesting topic because that only occurs with when you die. Yeah, when you die or if you are a liability yourself. Because if you have things to pay off and you pass on, you're passing that debt to somebody else. Your next so, of kin. Huh? Exactly, your yeah. next of kin. So it's important that you have a life policy in case something bad happens. And also, now with COVID, if you are off for more than seven days, it's good to have a life policy that you can have a bit of an income protector. So say example, income protection. Yeah, yeah. So, so say example that you you off for more than seven days, you can kick into your life policy and tell them, look, here, I want to pay out for um, those seven days and more that I was off. So it's a good thing to have a life policy. Yeah. And but the crap thing is like like Bob mentioned, you only really get to see that when you die. And, <laughs> oh, means, you can see it when you die. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, get what, you get what I'm saying. You only see it when you die. I had like a, a small glance by accident on one of my parents' life policies, and now I'm having thoughts. About <laughs> someone slipping down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone uh, parent violence on this channel. <laughs> but this is all hypotheticals. But I like that none of you mentioned investing or savings. Oh, you, wow. you count as an expense though. Um, d- d- does it come out of your bank account? Yes, it does. Yeah, so it's considered an expense. Oh, okay. I can add that in, into my one. See, because firstly, here's how I utilize my money specifically. is When the income comes in, I categorize three different types of expenditures, which will be mm-hmm. my basic necessities, which is I divide it up to be 50%, 30% on unforeseen and wants. So these are the things that you can pay for, but you don't really have to, but you do it anyway. And I use 20% of that income for savings and investments. You need to know what you can and cannot do with your money. That's why you set up a budget. Once that budget is there, then you can alter to how it affects you on a monthly basis and possibly a daily basis. So it's important that you know where your money is going. So I just want to know from you guys, what do you waste your money on the most? What do you think? Like you can cut back on this actually. I can be honest. I waste my money on a 2K character. (laughs) (laughs) so games games. NBA 2K because I suck so bad I I didn't want to do the the work so I thought you know what let me just buy like uh, some energy some VCs for this guy and I see I spend a nice 400 rand on that and I still suck yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I still suck. Appreciate the honesty, man. Congratulations, <laughs> you just played yourself. Chris, what do you got? What do you waste your money on the most? I would say that uh, one thing that has come to mind is subscriptions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, because when you when you start earning, you you actually you freely actually subscribe to things much more easier. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. And you I don't like this. and you don't even keep up with the amount of subscriptions that you have. Mm-hmm. Eh? Like it starts with your Netflix, it goes to okay. your your show maxes and all these things, and it. And um, Gary was talking about his gaming. Then you even get Game Pass and all these stuff. Yeah, like exactly. PS. You know, you just go the crazy. Plus, yes, yeah, you yes, go crazy yes. with the subscriptions. 
And then also what I say catches me out is spontaneous buying. Mm. Yeah. When you, you didn't plan to buy something, you go to the shop, it catches your eye and it's yeah. like... Look, yeah. I always tell people it's that daily purchases that really catch up you in the end, that little 20, that little 50 year on this day it's and then the next day. On its day. own, it's not a lot. On its own. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I got the money, let me do it. But it catches you at the end of the month. True. But Lenny, talk to me. What's the one you waste the most on? It, it's got to be subscriptions as well, mm. um, which I've now devised a plan like to kind of um, make a way between having Netflix and DSTV by not owning both, but mm. partnering up with a friend who owns Netflix. Mm. And then I benefit from that. And he benefits from me having DSTV, having the extra views and whatnot. So mm -hmm. I don't have to pay for both. But it's definitely those spontaneous buys. Okay. I won't tell you how many times that little... Flash sale by Take A Lot The Superbless has caught me. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not a lot. It's not a lot. But now you're buying four, five, six items that are on special. Mm. And now it's coming up to a big amount altogether. But you're thinking, I'm still saving. But it's still a lot of money that's coming out. And now mm. if that's catching you like every few weeks or whatnot, <laughs> it, it all accumulates to a massive amount. Did you ever have that... Um where you were sitting on your computer and working or doing something and just out of nowhere you think of something or an item, next moment you find yourself on Take A Lot and you've purchased something. Yeah. The thing about that, Chris, is that's what I call passion buys. Um, passion buys are the sense that um, there's something you're interested in and so once that interest kicks in and yeah. you have money for it, you will go out of your way to see and analyze and compare what where is the best thing to get it from. And, and it all started with a thought that came it into your head. It just came with a yeah. thought. Yeah. So the accessibility to that is yes. now so much easier with the internet. Yes. So that's where to be the most purchase power goes to of your budget. Yeah. Your passion buys. So my one specifically mm. would be something very dumb that I don't think none of you will get. What's that? Uh, colognes. Oh, okay. I would oh. buy different sorts of colognes because I got the money for it as a passion buy. Mm -hmm. And that's where the money would go. But here's the thing. I put it in the budget. Oh. I planned for it. So when I told you the breakdown of the 50, the 30, and the 20. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to the once, which is the 30%, if I don't buy it this month, that's good. Then that money rolls over to me for the next month and the next month. So I can make this purchase about every three months. So you've you've kind of know a flaw of yours and you plan for it. Absolutely. That's Super Saiyan I level put, 4, eh? I put That's level 4. The sort of purchases <laughs> in my budget so that I'm not out of it. Okay. So I can't tell myself no. On that, Bobby, it then takes a lot of discipline to stick to that and not to... Okay, you've reached your... your say you've, you've allocated 500 for fast foods or mm -hmm. for the month, right? Mm. But now you spent that 500 because you wanted to treat yourself yes. to an experience. Mm. Now it takes discipline for you not to then allocate more money just because you want to have more takeouts or whatever. The thing about that, Lenny, is you need to develop a spending habit. Mm -hmm. Once you've developed one, then you can adjust it for how you need it to be. So in other words, if you are just restricting yourself for the sake of restricting yourself, when you are going to purchase, you're going to go overboard. Oh, okay. yeah. Because you've never knew where the cap limit is. So mm -hmm. when you sit at the end of the month with so little in your bank account, you're going to start analyzing like, yo, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Dum, 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 that dum, classic dum. question, where did my money go? <laughs> what did I actually buy? <laughs> that debit orders hit differently, <sighs> Mr. Subscription. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you nuts? See, but the thing is about budgeting, guys, is that 
There's three golden rules is that you don't spend more than what you make. Yeah. And I believe that is the most important yeah. rule of all the rules. The second one is allowed to plan for the future, which is what I mentioned before. Of You know your shortfalls, so plan for it. Mm-hmm. Don't hurt yourself or, or, how can I say, restrict yourself. Just plan for it. Put mm-hmm. it in advance. Mm-hmm. And the third one, which is the one we're going to go into now, is help your money grow. Yeah. Because... Most people, like we even mentioned, I ask, what do you expense? You don't even consider your investments and expense. Mm. You don't even consider the savings mm. and expense because it's money that you think you still have access to. Mm. Yeah. By doing something that helps your money improve its value is more important than just keeping it. You need to keep it. You need to keep a small portion of it, absolutely, so that you don't um, go overseas and then beg people back home for money because you <laughs> are ill-disciplined with your money. It's pathetic. No one wants to be pathetic. Not a G. In that, to answer your question, yes, thoughts for investing, absolutely, especially with inflation, with things getting more expensive by the day, it will be good for you to have a platform where you're putting in money and it's actually working for you mm-hmm. and ultimately making life a little bit easier for you. Because, I mean, we've all got incomes, but it would be great to have an extra income without yes. doing much. Think like a student when you spend your money. Think like you're hey, broke. Nice. Think like you're broke. Because even though the money's pulling through and you got a lot of money compared to when you were a student, still think like a student because you don't want to spend your money on unreasonable things. Because if I go back in time and I look at myself, and I look, yo, I wasn't having a good time. If I look at myself now, I'm like, that festival wasn't worth it. <laughs> 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 the thing about that, Gary, is I want to also advocate um, what the student thing is that you also lived very unhealthy as a student. Mm. So maybe, you know, instead of that two-minute noodles, you kick up to pasta. You got yeah, some money now. <laughs> you, you, don't <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you don't want to damage yourself in the third person. <laughs> so now here's the question. Do you guys have any ideas to what to invest into? No. And, I, and that's the majority of the answer with yeah. most people. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you don't know anything about investments, get yourself a financial advisor. But the, the thing is, get a financial advisor that's more investing to you than himself. Absolutely, because it's commission rate, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. Because the right? thing is, you don't want to get a financial advisor that advises you to take products that you don't, don't absolutely need. Because you don't want to be sitting with a life policy where you have nothing to pay off, no debt, nothing like that. You understand? I also believe the bankers are also decent people to talk to mm-hmm. about where to invest because they will advise you into different risk categories. Do you want a low risk, a medium risk, or high risk for your sort of investments? Exactly. And it's also important to know your long-term, medium, and short-term. Yes. Because it's it all ties into your goals, you as an individual. What is it you want to achieve? So here's the question. If you are um, budgeting for long-term, Yes, sir. What sort of risk are you looking for? Lower risk, medium risk? Because then I can tell people, if you're looking long term, I would highly look into unit trusts. I would look into uh, stocks and bonds, but that's through your financial advisor. Or your brokers as well. Or your brokers, yes. So would that be low risk or... It depends in the fund. That's the beauty of it. When you choose those things and then you can discuss with them, I want to take these funds and place it in higher risk. So this means it's volatile. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, but sir. your returns can High be spectacular, returns. but it can also mean you lose a lot. Yep. But if it's medium risk, it's medium. And if it's low risk, then it's more like 
they'll look into government bonds so mm. some that's connected to the foreign currency so that you know it doesn't crash you'll mm-hmm. still have your money for it so so what you actually must do you we go like for any asset management company look at the fact sheets that they have mm. and you check the benchmark and you see the return they have most funds will always try to beat the benchmark mm. so you always go for the ones that beat the benchmark on the long on the long run and those are the ones you can invest for at a time annuity or like bob says a long term risk the thing about long-term investing guys is that you won't see the return now mm. in fact it will look like you are losing but once it hits past the five-year mark that's when you will start seeing wow what a great investment mm-hmm. but that means when you do invest in this you mustn't expect every single month to see spectacular winnings mm. oh i won the lotto give me my money <laughs> don't do it you're not supposed to touch it Yeah. That's the beauty of it. So if you're looking low risk long term, then there's what fixed deposits, things like that and of a long term nature. Yes, sir. That can work out for you. But if we talk in medium term, this is where I want to get into you guys because a lot of people don't have medium term money, which is let's say I want to buy a car, let's say I want to go on a trip to the Bahamas, you know, <laughs> do that thing. Where do you place your money for it? I would say rather like a 32 day account or mm-hmm. something that you still have access to but it's medium term it's not accessible like tomorrow or the mm-hmm. day after that or 7 days. Mm-hmm. If you will look in short term that's where that market hits of I have access to it quickly which I would say a tax free investment account mm-hmm. um I would say your normal savings account attached to your current account because these are with the banks mm-hmm. but when that is savings but once we talk medium and long term that's investing because your payout kicks in at the end. I I would say this, if you want to look for something short term, you should maybe think of getting like a money market account. Something mm. with lower risk. It's like investing in the banks, your return isn't that high. So that so when you have like a short term investment account, those are for those emergencies, man. Because you know, you say example like you drive your car mm-hmm. and then you need to repair on your vehicle. You need those things and stuff like that. I just want to know what's in it for these institutions. If I invest in these 32-day and these unit trust accounts, like I'm as a let's say I'm a cynic, and I'm asking myself why do they want to help me in this way? What, oh, easily to make money because the money you put into the bank they can lend out at 10, 15 times the rate that they're giving mm. you back the money. Mm. So, so basically, obviously you that's how banks operate is yes. that they 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 move money around. They absolutely move it yeah. around. So let's say you give the bank. Uh, Hundred thousand, right? The bank can take that hundred thousand, give you a measly five to six percent interest rate. Take that hundred thousand, loan it out to someone else at a fifteen to twenty percent interest rate, and that loan, they will have to pay back that loan. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they would have made their money, and they give you a small portion back of the interest to use your money to make money. So you telling me they passing my money like I passing a blood? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just it. And a lot you, quicker too. I keep telling people you need to establish a relationship with your bank. Okay. So in other words, get yourself a credit record by taking out the credit card because then at least you can build something up so when you do ask for money from the bank which will eventually be buying a home mm. or purchasing a car, mm-hmm. there's a credit record to follow up as to how you pay off your debt. So if you if they see that you play nice with money they will play nice with you. Absolutely because they can't give you a high interest rate if you have a solid credit record because then you can just go to any other institution and they want to keep you as a customer. So if you knew 
and you take out a new credit card you've never had credit before, they'll easily hit you with a 22% interest so you rate on it. And you got to take that L initially. And once you start showing that you can manage this, it drops down gradually to back to 17, back to 15, to 13, to 10. But now you're speaking about credit record. How do you like build up your credit record? Like what do you need to take out? Like, Look, so I would say if you just starting out, mm-hmm. um, you should try and get a clothing account or get like a contract with your phone mm-hmm. where you be paying it out of your account. Even if your parents give you every single month the thing into your account, mm-hmm. you would want that so that you build up the record. See, what a lot of wealthy people do is that once their children is of a certain age, they start giving them credit in their name, but they hold all the security of it. Mm-hmm. So this, by the time they are adults, they have already established a nearly decade long line of credit records. So when they apply for loans, they get much lower rates and better deals. Mm. And it's been going on for years, but most people don't know this because everyone is built in this. I don't really understand how money works. I just accept it for what it is. That's what wealthy people do with like these rich teenage kids. They get credit cards like at a very, young age. Very young age. age yeah. And the parents um, basically co-sign it. Yeah. So when they need to buy the Mercedes, it's easy. Yeah. So, at the same, so at the same time, they are, in a sense, also empowering their, Absolutely. their kids. Absolutely. Yeah. They're teaching money from a young age. Damn trust fund kids. Well, Damn trust fund babies. That, for, for this question, um, Bob, because it's quite a complex topic, money, investing, and everything, do you think it would be worthy for people to get these trainings as early as possible? Like even on from school? I would suggest that they do do it in school because they are subcategorizing it into different things, economics, business studies, uh, counting, but they really should have a money, money matters sort of course. You, you don't learn any of these things in accounting? You do to an extent on a higher level. Not, so not, you get not, 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 level, not high school, not high school accounting. Not at high school, not yeah. at high school. But anyway, guys, we've come to the conclusion. So all I want to know from you guys what other advice you would give the listeners to improve their spending habits as well as yourself? Invest into Cokes and Strippers. <laughs> I am an advocate for this. Do I'm not j- listen to Gary. He's being Gary. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> what I'll give the listeners is this. When you get that first paycheck, enjoy yourself. Because you did not go to university to just now subdue yourself to a, a cheaper lifestyle. Enjoy yourself. Find out what your good habits. Find out what your bad habits. And once you found that, you know, that midpoint, you know exactly how to use your money. But also, you must also think about the long term. Save for the future, like Bob said. That's the main thing. Lenny, <laughs> talk to me. Um, you, guys, you guys convinced me. So I will say save and invest and stay away from those pop-up sales because they will eat you. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, cut me out here. I would also say save as much as you can and try and stay away from junk food and restaurants because you're hungry, anything will fill up your stomach. Like our mothers used to say, there's food at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and on that note, guys, we will leave you with the best advice. Um, support the Slice Bread podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you ladies and gentlemen for listening to today's episode please make sure that you like subscribe and share our podcast whatever platform you're listening from to show your support and lastly join us next time for another slice of life <laughs>